Michelle Constant on SAFM. You know, you guys are very funny. I love the way you uh, entertain us and entertain yourselves. So David has uh, said, well done, Nico, on looking at the picture we've tweeted of Nico's coffee bra morrow. <laughs> bra morrow says, when is Nico coming back into the studio? He increases my craving and appetite for coffee whenever he's at home on the couch. But doctors have banned me from consuming coffee till Kaiser Chiefs win the PSL. Well, you may never, ever have to drink coffee again, Bramaro, in that case. And I'm a, I'm a coffee for life. But there we go. Who knows? Um, we'll get him back in the studio and we'll stop him from talking about coffee, although they are very fine indeed. We're going to go to a fabulous story. It's taking place in Johannesburg. It's an exhibition that deals with the Arabic roots of the Afrikaans language. But it also looks at writing as a form of art, as opposed to writing as a form of meaning, uh, as a lexicon, etc. It's taking place at the Goethe Institute, and it's an exhibition called Koplis Buka. Kamiar Bineshtarig is a visual artist, an Iranian artist, and uh, he is exhibiting a series of artworks, and we've got Kamiar on the line. Thank you so much for joining us, Kamiar. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Kamyar, I was really intrigued to look at the work that you were doing with regards to creating uh, art with words, which, as you said, um, sometimes cuts away from the meaning, but then offers a completely different meaning altogether. Explain to us what you're doing. Yes, exactly. So I think what my interest initially was, was seeing uh, text and writing as a form of art making, as a form of painting, rather marks than a comprehensive uh, visual aspect or, or letters. Um, and I think that came from my background because uh, my dad and my uncle were calligraphers, so they were like using writing as a form of like art. Yeah. Uh, and I was very much inspired by that idea of calligraphy and, uh, and I basically using writing as painting, but also I moved away from calligraphy itself because also calligraphy has different styles, even though they are like more contemporary calligraphers as well, that they mix like painting and calligraphy together. But my approach was mostly with language itself and the writing and how I can strip away the meaning of the words from, from them and, uh, and present them visually. Uh, yes, so, so let's, uh, Kamya, let's, let's take a step back also. For those of our listeners who don't understand how calligraphy works or what it looks like, describe it for our listeners. Uh, so calligraphy, well, basically calligraphy is using writing, but in a very precise way. So like uh, you have, a, you have a, for example, a poem that you want to write beautifully and then that you make it, you make it to a, calli- a calligraphy piece. Uh, but my work is actually not that. It's, I usually just use writing, and I don't necessarily uh, follow very specific rules of calligraphy, which they have a lot of rules in calligraphy, mm. but I don't usually use them. So I'm, I'm, I call myself more of a painter than a calligrapher. Okay, so then what happens is you, you look at calligraphy, you go back to your Arabic roots, and one can actually see that in the formation of letters and the words that you're creating but you're aligning it to the Afrikaans language, which is related to the title of the exhibition. Explain how the title links to the Arabic roots and the Afrikaans language. Uh, So Arabic Afrikaans uh, was a term used for uh, Afrikaans that started actually initially writing with Arabic letters. 
So before, actually, Roman character dominates the language as a form of writing, Afrikaans started using Arabic letters to be written. And that was because of the Muslim communities in Cape Town. There were some slaves, some exiles, and some immigrants that they initiated Madrasa, which is the Islamic schools in, the, in Cape Town. Mm. And at the time, Afrikaans wasn't written uh, in any form. And uh, that's why they only had access to the Arabic letters, because they know the Islamic lessons like Quran, how to read and write. So they phonetically used the, the Arabic letters to write Afrikaans. And there are some documents now that still exist from the past, uh, but obviously this, this form of writing is not uh, functional anymore, and nobody uses that. But I use these archived documents, uh, and I use them as the source material of these paintings, and going back to that uh, painting using text as a form of painting. Uh, yeah, so that's how the, the Afrikaans came about. And the Copless book uh, is, is, uh, used to be the student notebooks in the madrasa. They used to call it the Copless book, uh, which the student would write notes in them and take it home, and uh, they had to memorize and come back and recite it to the teacher. And if they could recite it well, they would get a new lesson. Uh, and, and it's still going on, even in uh, like madrasa recently, also using the same method, which was the Tuanguru. So, so, so the madrasa would be the um, religious schools uh, for for um, the Muslim people, and they would have these books. They would like be little notebooks for the students, the copless booker, and they yeah. would go home, write their notes in it, write the words, etc. Come back to the school with those little notebooks. And what you've done is you've taken that and turned that into an art exhibition. We are actually going to tweet an image of um, one of your works because it is such a wonderful idea. But I wanted to ask you, when you take the idea of um, words and then cutting away the meaning of the word, what happens if you take the word bed, for example, you cut away the meaning of the word bed, then it, it's no longer the word, it's no longer linked to sleep. It's linked to another meaning. What is that other meaning for you? For me, the other meaning is actually like I wanted the, the more the emotion of the work itself. Yeah. Uh, so like uh, instead of like when you see a, when you see writing as a form of like as you mentioned, like for example, if you see bed and your mind is already comprehending it as a, as a physical thing, yeah. I also rather I want you to like re, to to see the visual of it. And and the the, the the emotion that comes with it as well mm. as, as beyond that idea of like comprehensibility, uh, and also its history because like for example when we're talking about Arabic Afrikaans we're having this history of existence and then erasure so like the medium I use hmm. usually also uh, is like what I used for this exhibition was like ink and beach which. With ink, you like inscribe, which is like a very old method of doing it, and most yeah. of the documents are written with ink. And then I use bleach to erase that. <laughs> and that's like use of medium uh, in a visual way is also important for me, and uh, because like it actually talks about that history, it talks about like in a very more of a meta metaphor metaphoric way, which is like not necessarily. Uh, uh, comprehensible, you know, it's more about the material, which materiality becomes, well, again, important. It also starts to make one think very differently about how we look at words and what they can mean separate to their very own meaning, which is just, it, it's a bit of a mind, <laughs> a 
a crazy <laughs> mind thing, which is just wonderful. Uh, Kamiya, you are having a, a major event at the Goethe today. Just uh, briefly uh, tell our listeners about that. Uh, well, the idea of the event is the closing of my exhibition at Goethe Institute. And we are actually displaying some of these uh, old documents that are written in Arabic Afrikaans uh, and uh, in my exhibition. And then it's followed by a panel discussion, an hour panel discussion, that we are going to be uh, talking about uh, Arabic Afrikaans, but also the exhibition. And and then it's going to have uh, some f- uh, uh, food that is, gonna, that is Cape Malay-inspired food. And, uh, and we're going to have an hour DJ set, which is, uh, playing uh, the influence of Arabic music in the continent of Africa, from South Africa to Northern Africa. And it's going to be a selection of music from, from the continent. It sounds like it's going to be absolutely brilliant. That's Kamiar Binishtarek. He is a visual artist. And you can just get to the Goethe Institution. It's uh, taking place from 11 o'clock today. There will be uh, audience participation. There will be the presentation, also the panel discussion. And as Kamiar says, food as well. Absolutely delicious. And uh, just go find uh, the Goethe. It's on Jan Smuts if uh, that's what you'd like to do this morning. Half past nine.